Hi, happy Monday. Uh, sorry, I'm going to sound a little bit different today. Uh, I'm recording with a with a SM57 in my closet today. I've been I've been sick, and so I've been getting a little bit behind, but not behind enough to lose uh, to miss out on sharing some material with you guys. So don't worry, you'll be hearing from me every day for ten minutes. Uh, this is uh, today or this week. We're going to be discussing Blue Rock by Kaysen Renshaw. He's another friend of mine, a, a really, really great musician. You should look him up, Case and Renshaw. The song we're discussing is Blue Rock, and here it is. I found that photo in the sofa and it's from way back in no one So I guess there's much I never told you Like who I am, who I love Where I've been and where I came from Grew up on 913 of Blue Rock Memories of six kids running around those halls And out in the California sunshine We wore no shoes through alley-oops And shattered windows throwing baseballs
All right, beautiful. Okay, uh, so I'm excited to discuss it more this week. Uh, but for now, we're, what I want to address is a question that comes up a lot when it comes to ear training and uh, music theory and stuff. People ask all the time about perfect pitch. Uh, first of all, people assume uh, that someone with a good ear has to have perfect pitch. Uh, but I don't have perfect pitch, uh, and most people don't. Um, and I want to send a clarifying message. Uh, I'm not a psychologist or a scientist, so I'm not going to pretend to have all of the scientific studies. But from what I've looked at, wh- what I understand is this, that uh, people with perfect pitch are extremely rare. Uh, perfect pitch means that uh, you hear a note and you can identify with exactness what note that is. Uh, so friends with perfect pitch, I used to I used to walk up to friends of mine and just sing a note, just go ah, and they would know instantly. Oh, that was an A. It was sharp, li- slightly sharp though, you know. Um, and so perfect pitch is uh, it's not technically something you're born with. I think most people develop it when they're really really small babies. Um, but once you're in childhood and adulthood and teenagerhood, I don't know, once you're past the very, very young baby stage, you can no longer develop perfect pitch. There are some people who will claim to be able to teach you perfect pitch, um, and I think they're partially right. Uh, if someone's trying to teach you perfect pitch and you can learn, okay, uh, this is what a C sounds like, and any time you hear that note, you can you can say, yes, I'm certain that that is a C. Uh, that is something that people have different names for it. Some people call that pseudo-perfect pitch. Some people call that um, memorized pitch. That's what I call it. Uh, that doesn't mean you you have this automatic, innate ability to know. It means you've memorized what every note sounds like. Um, but I want to dispel the notion that you have to have that once and for all right now. The most useful ability you can gain in terms of developing your ear is called relative pitch. Relative pitch means, uh, that's what I'm teaching on this podcast, relative pitch means that you can take one note and its relation to all the other notes and put it in any single key. Uh, Someone with relative pitch is able to sing, for example, Yankee Doodle in all 12 keys, you know, or they're able to listen to a song and know, okay, uh, this is uh, this song has the one chord and the five chord and the four chord, and I know how to do that in every single key. Uh, so relative pitch actually gives you the ability to transpose your music into every single key. Um, the only downside is that you can't automatically know what key something is in. Uh, personally, I think that's highly, highly useful. So if you want to develop perfect pitch and know exactly what note every single Every single note is every single time. I would say don't come to me because I, I, I don't believe perfect pitch is useful. I, I believe relative pitch is what is the most useful for you as a musician when you're, when you're sitting there as a musician sight-reading music, sight-singing music, whether you're a guitarist sitting in a band and they say, hey, can you make up a part to this? It's relative pitch and understanding the music theory on your instrument is that's going to help you the most. So that's what I want to give you guys uh, this week and always. So um, this week, uh, I'm, I'm adding something new. Uh, you're going to be able to have a little bit of a, like a solfege exercise on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays before we actually jump into the song. Just something that will force you to be singing in solfege so you can actually learn do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do a little better so you can actually uh, use this in your music. 
Uh, this is something that takes time, but it's something that you can learn. Um, that let me know. Uh, remember to follow me on Instagram at sam.eartraining and send me a message. I will respond. We will have a conversation. Send me a message and let me know what you would like to hear from me and what materials will be most useful for you in connecting your ear to your instrument. I realize right now the only thing I've given you is audio material. I'm working on some uh, some visual material or something I can give you that will help you connect to your instrument. Uh, but first, I, want, I need to know who you are and what would be most helpful to you. Otherwise, I'm just taking a shot in the dark. So anyways, uh, let me know. Thanks for listening, and I'll 